Welcome to The Edge and Beyond, a podcast by Intel, where we're making sense of use cases across industries such as retail, banking, hospitality, and education. You're going to hear tech considerations, best practices, how-tos, and recommendations. It's all here on To The Edge and Beyond. Hello and welcome to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. In this episode, we're going to explore the modernization of retail edge software, trending case uses, and the innovation enabled by Intel's Internet of Things Group. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today I'm joined by Ishay Pickett, software architect with Intel's Internet of Things Group. Ishay, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So let's start by defining exactly what we mean by the terms edge and cloud. What are the differences between these two and how are they used in the retail industry? Yeah, so that's a really great question to start off with because there are key differences. When we hear the term cloud, that's typically, you know, the internet hosted backed by a data center where you've got homogenous computing. Essentially, you know exactly what kind of networking, storage, and computing that you have available to you. It's in a very uh, well-maintained environment where you have the ability to control the climate, and it's very well-managed. Whereas when we're talking about the edge and you're thinking in terms of the Internet of Things, this is a more heterogeneous environment. You have a variety of different compute devices of various power and performance, and you don't necessarily always have as much control over the environments where those devices are deployed. So you really do have those key differences of you know, latency as an example uh, versus in the cloud where you've got known um, networking performance that you can very clearly, you know, manage. So there are a lot of uh, considerations when you're looking at the edge versus the cloud in terms of the need to have different management approaches uh, to each of those. And so... When we talk about retail, what are some of those applications that the cloud has been used in retail and what are then some of the emerging uses for the edge? Yeah, so um, it's really interesting to kind of see the evolution in the retail setting. Uh, A lot of the time, of course, you know, you've got your conventional point of sale, um, which is one of the areas where I focus. Um, But you've also got, you know, things like digital signage, um, where you have a lot of advertising. And you've also got things like wayfinding, if you're in a larger environment where you are, say, in a mall, and, you know, the kiosks and things like that. So what you, you wind up having are these kind of point of need devices where you're delivering a very specific service to an end customer. But you've also, when you think about everything required to manage and run those devices, you have at the edge the need to manage and you know orchestrate all of those things in some similar fashion as you would in the cloud. So 
a lot of retail has these kind of back-end servers, as you would consider them to be, where you've got a more powerful computing envelope in mm-hmm. in kind of a room, <laughs> whether or not it's, you know, your, your storage closet or if you're a, a more uh, advanced uh, situation, you actually have, you know, IT on on hand and a little bit more like a, a small data center in mm-hmm. in store or in a hub. And so you are essentially looking at managing uh, the delivery of your applications, managing uh, the ability to uh, monitor remotely some of your things like inventory control, kind of preventing loss of inventory around either spoilage for food if you're in a grocery setting or in the example of a convenience store, you know, perhaps your surveillance and and monitoring of, you know, the store setting. So you've got a lot of different styles and types of applications between the customer facing and the back end and employee facing for being able to, um, you know, deploy and, and manage those applications successfully. So when we talk about these use cases, are they predominantly within the online space or brick and mortar? Or is there kind of a hybrid there? Yeah, so you can actually uh, use both. So there's a hybrid in in the sense of, of a retail setting where you have some applications and certain functions and features that are running closer to the point of delivery because one of the main differences between cloud and edge is is that you've got these latency concerns. So a lot of what we take into consideration in the edge is, can we run without a network connection or if we lose connectivity? And really, is there a time sensitivity in the processing of the data? So that really is one of the primary considerations. But there's um, the kind of what you would consider omni-channel, right? We've got these very, you know, emerging digital uh, usages where you have people start a purchase Mm -hmm. online at home or on their their mobile device, and they come to a store, right, a brick and mortar, and they're looking at that same item that they were browsing online um, in the store. And it used to be that those two worlds kind of maintained separate databases, separate uh, environments. And so this desire to bring that kind of full experience where I can start my purchase online uh, and it follows me, you know, that data into the store, things like, you know, beacons and geofencing can be used to, uh, if you're a loyalty customer and opt in, identify when you've come into the store and then you can actually, you know, continue your purchase or with some of the things that uh, were available in browse, scan on your phone and check out at the register. Uh, So enabling those systems to interoperate between a cloud-backed inventory management or point-of-sale solution that is tied to your in-store inventory is one of the things that um, retailers have really been working to make seamless. And so being able to host data at the edge and 
cache the data where it's going to be most needed to reduce the latency in terms of going back to the cloud and you know coming back down to the edge, you're able to provide a much more seamless customer experience. You mentioned a, a big pain point that customers have no doubt experienced and large retailers, it's something that kind of keeps them up at night. And that's this separation of online operations versus brick and mortar operations. You know, as a customer, we've heard from a sales associate that, oh, well, you know, the the website, you know, it operates completely separate from our brick and mortar. They're really kind of almost two different companies, two different systems. And so when you're sitting there in the store and you're thinking, you know, why? I mean, there's, there's got to be a better way. So is that a scenario that edge computing can help retailers with? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the great things about this emerging interoperability and and kind of this convergence has been happening over the years, and it's gotten better and better over time, where you have the ability to replicate your data in multiple locations and keep those data sets, you know, very well uh, synced. And so one of the things that, you know, a lot of the cloud architecture had to take into consideration, of course, is, you know, having the ability to scale. And so when you, in a cloud setting, have an application that you're designing to have a lot of traffic or um, that you want to have high uptime and availability, the thing that you have to design for is the ability to scale out that application, meaning mm-hmm. to replicate it across uh, multiple servers so that it can you know, withstand additional traffic. Um, and those kind of concepts, they, they also are applicable when you're considering a distributed network of retail stores, as an example. Uh, so each of these kind of functions, like their own hub, and so you can co-locate the data uh, with the store where it's needed, but also, um, of course, synchronize that data across so that you maintain your inventory and that you're also able to integrate it back to your online database. And so a lot of the way that these applications are now architected, they take into consideration that someone, you know, the customer is going to be moving around. And so you want the ability to uh, ensure that no matter where they go, you can ensure that that purchase is seamless for them. And so taking some of those cloud concepts around how we architect the back end to enable that experience um, has really benefited uh, the, the retailers in brick and mortar because it's much easier to have an online presence, especially when you're smaller and you don't have a big IT shop, you can take advantage of a lot of these design patterns and many of the frameworks that have been developed uh, for large scale, but they also really enable kind of the small retailers to compete. Yeah, I mean, it's it's leveling the playing field, being able to to take advantage of the architecture that large retailers have and be able to scale that down for smaller. I mean, that that's that's a, a, a big consideration. So what are some of the technical 
considerations that that you should keep in mind, uh, especially when you're applying the cloud concepts of infrastructure management and application delivery to the edge? Yeah, that's a great question. So the thing that really you have to consider is that these workloads are going to be mobile, that you don't have anymore a single device that you are going to land uh, them on. And so you look at it more from the standpoint of what does my application need? How much storage does it need? What kind of memory footprint does it have? Uh, what packages, libraries, other software does it need in order to function? And how can I package it all together so that it's movable? So really this concept of making your application and all of its dependencies insulated uh, so that you can move them from device to device without having uh, those hard dependencies on the underlying physical system mm -hmm. is really what you're trying to accomplish. And so, you know, we look at things like containers as an example, or virtual machines, where you're putting all of the applications dependencies into that kind of uh, that packaging essentially, so that you now have an application which was previously tied uh, to your physical resource, mm -hmm. but now you're going to be able to deploy the entire the entire application along with its dependencies on a device so long as it has, you know, the necessary resources to host it. And that's definitely very cloudy, right? <laughs> um, and so applying these things at the edge is essentially just rethinking how we, you know, package our applications so that we can move them as needed. And it also makes it a lot more resilient. So of course, whenever you're uh, managing an infrastructure, the thing that you want is uptime. Uh, you want to make sure that you have the ability to deliver the service. And in order to do that, you always want to uh, make certain that you can come up quickly if you fail or move quickly if you need to relocate for business reasons or because you've got a failure in your underlying hardware mm -hmm. that you're no longer you know, constrained by everything being on that device. And so it makes it so much simpler to manage if you're uh, an IT professional, Yeah. when you've got all of those dependencies characterized and in and kind of your infrastructure is coded so that you understand you're looking at it more so from the standpoint of a, a profile that any individual device has versus the device itself offering all of the functionality. Well, you said it, I mean, being able to provide that redundancy. So, Shay, can you speak to the peace of mind that IT professionals can have with a hybridization of systems? Right. And one of the things that, you know, having worked in both cloud settings and, and, you know, transferring that knowledge now to the edge, this idea of infrastructure as code, this idea of really infrastructure as a service, essentially, it comes into play, you know, and so you, you kind of take some of those software concepts, applying them, you know, to hardware to say, okay, well, 
if I want to deploy, say, a point-of-sale application, uh, what does that require? It requires that I've got, you know, a barcode scanner, as an example, or I've got, you know, the cash drawer. I have, you know, my scale. And, and if within my profile of, of devices that I've, you know, codified uh, within my infrastructure, and I see, oh, okay, there, there are five of these, right? I can deploy that application to any one of those five devices because it matches the profile that I've identified for my application. And so in this manner, you can go through all of the different applications that you have on hand and say, well, okay, does this end device in my, you know, edge things, if we're talking Internet of Things, yeah. um, match this profile uh, that, that I have for my application. And, and that works no matter what the application is, whether it's digital signage, whether it's surveillance, you know, and you're saying, OK, I need an attached camera or I've got, you know, the need for, you know, this application to have access to, you know, the, the, the shelves, if you've got smart shelves and connect into um, my, my store network, you know, all of these things are able to be characterized in software. Uh, and then, you know, those hardware descriptions become part of your ability to provision and orchestrate and manage that edge environment. So we're talking about, you know, containers and virtual machines. So what is important to understand about containerization within edge computing. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got this concept called workload consolidation. And essentially what that means is that you're able to take multiple applications that have been, you know, nicely packaged as we discussed before and co-locate them on a single device. And whether you use virtual machines, um, which are more kind of they're a bit of a heavier footprint in terms of the resources they require uh, because they, you know, have a, a, an additional abstraction layer. Uh, or if you're using containers, which are, are more lightweight because they, they leverage the underlying host system in order to uh, do the isolation. All of these things uh, that we're talking about, whether it's virtual machines or containers, really are kind of both a security play in that they isolate the application that's running. Uh, so you get your own workspace, essentially. And those applications don't know about one another's storage. They don't uh, necessarily know unless you've, you've you know, set up those uh, rules. They don't know about the, the network that the other applications have access to. So it gives it a much more secure and also a much more separate like a, a physical separation um, implemented in, in a virtual manner so that you can really control the performance of your applications um, and assign those resources because what you really don't want is for your most important application say as an example your point of sale to be impacted by another application that you've landed so say I've got a new workload that I want to land. In this case, it's an analytics or, or machine learning exactly. uh, inferencing that I want to be able to run on, say, my point of sale system. If my priority is to check somebody out and make sure that they can pay for their item, I definitely don't want 
my machine learning application to interfere by siphoning resources away from Java 1. And so when you have um, these tools at your disposal to really isolate and assign uh, the underlying physical resources and say, you only get these number of CPUs or this amount of storage, you can really kind of have a better means of managing um, when you deploy those applications. And then because you're using, you know, an orchestration manager to deploy those other applications, you can very easily turn them off or remove them if they start to interfere with the resources available uh, to that primary objective. Right, right. Well, so um, in talking about edge computing um, and all the all of the capabilities that we've discussed today, uh, what is Intel doing in this space and what opportunities for partnership exist with Intel? Yeah, so one of the really interesting things to emerge as you know, we've made forays into this kind of cloudification of the edge is is that partnership, right? Um, so there's the really great, it's uh, the Open Retail Initiative uh, using the EdgeX Foundry, which is collaboration of, of multiple key players who want to ensure that it's easier mm -hmm. for all of these devices at the edge to be interoperable, to share their data, and to develop applications using that data um, in order to have additional intelligence. So one of the things that Intel has done is on, um, you know, is, is to provide these use cases uh, to say, hey, if you're looking at doing something like you know, frictionless use case or a, uh, a smart vending use case, you don't have to write that application from the ground up. Right. Uh, there are all of these um, kind of frameworks that exist where you can leverage these APIs and these, um, these software development kits to accelerate um, your development. And so when you look at the different components that are available to create your own microservices using the EdgeX components, you know, you get your device service, which means that, okay, I can, if, if I have a proprietary protocol uh, that's running and I need to be able to feed that data uh, into another application that doesn't understand that particular protocol, I can write an abstraction layer uh, and define the uh, structure of the data such that I now have a, a means of consuming it upstream. And so you can have this really nice capability to really allow the various components that you have in your ecosystem to uh, interoperate. Mm -hmm. And and that's one of the things, and it's open source. So it's supported by the community and anyone who has interest can contribute. There've been several hackathons that have been hosted by the awesome team that's um, supporting the EdgeX Foundry. And, you know, it's a great way for people to get started with support to be able to create applications and uh, have some partners in doing so. 
Well, fantastic information and um, a lot of great use cases uh, that we've that we've discussed. Shay Pickett, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. It's it's been great chatting with you. And I want to thank our audience for tuning in to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Intel IoT Group. To hear the latest thought leadership from Intel, subscribe to The Edge and Beyond to stay up to date with every new episode. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.